on today's show. We preview the Charlotte Hornets against the Orlando Magic, which includes the return of one Bismack Biombo. And Cliver of a Ding Dong, Steve Clifford, head coach of the Hornets, getting more attention from national media. We talk more Hornets before 9 a.m. than most people do all day. You are locked on Hornets. You are locked on, locked on, locked on Hornets. Your daily Charlotte Hornets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Hornets. It's Hornets Talk for the hardcore fans. Today's episode is brought to you by BetDSI.com, the fun and safe place to bet online. Use the promo code HORNETS10 when you sign up. We're coming to you from the Gittimer.com studios in BEA, beautiful Uptown Charlotte. I'm Doug Branson, joined by the man, the myth, the legend, David Walker. So, Doug, it's Friday. That's my Friday, boys. It's it's time for the week to end, my friend. It's Friday. Uh, there is a very winnable game for the Hornets tonight in Charlotte. And on top of all of that, I'm doing the show standing up. It's a new thing whoa, for me. Whoa, 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 whoa. I thought I, I noticed. I thought I heard something a little different. A yeah, little it's my diaphragm. It's a little more okay. open this morning because I, I, I'm just trying it. I want to try standing up. I don't know if I can reach. I got to hit some cues here. I don't know if I can reach the buttons. Well, <laughs> stay tuned. We'll find out. Um, <laughs> we are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Go to iTunes, search Locked On, and find podcast on the NBA, NFL, golf, fantasy sports it's the fastest growing podcast network in the world it's our network it's your network it's a locked on podcast network okay let's talk about this game coming up tonight the hornets tangling with the orlando magic tonight at seven o'clock p.m in the spectrum center the magic are 10 and 13 on the year and are coming off a big loss to the boston celtics on wednesday that was a game they were really competing in david until the second half before getting steamrolled and of course the Hornets are coming off a victory on Wednesday against the Detroit Pistons. It, that was a grinded-out kind of victory, uh, but a victory nonetheless. And and I think the Hornets are really going to be looking to get this one over the Magic, uh, a final uh, a final victory in in a somewhat easier stretch before going into this uh, into this brutal away schedule that they have coming up. Yeah, I think that's what we want to see tonight is the concentration for tonight's game, right, Doug? Because, I mean, everything kicks off kind of Yeah, after. don't look ahead. Right, exactly. And that's something that's been a big key for Clifford lately is guys being locked in and being, uh, you know, and concentrating during the games. So um, hopefully with the day off in between and being at home, they were able to kind of get into their normal routines and, and, and lock in on this game because this is one you, you really need to have. I mean, it's a home game against opponent that, uh, an opponent that you should beat. Um, but we've seen lately, you know, the ability to slip up here and there. So they've got a brutal schedule coming up. They've got to get this one. And, you know, Orlando is a bit of a, I mean, it's not, it's not a, well, I don't know. I guess I call it kind of a mess. I mean, I like the coach, but the team is super weird, uh, the construction, um, and they're not having a lot of success this year. So the Hornets should look to come out and win this game. Yeah, they bring in a lot of bigs. They brought in Serge Ibaka. They brought in, Bismack Biombo, who our fans are, are very familiar with, I'm familiar with. I've got a picture of him up on my wall. No big deal. Hello. Uh, hello. Above your bed. <laughs> right above your bed. 
I, I just give it a little smooch every night. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so they they have that going on, and they're starting both of those fellas, and they've moved uh, Nikola Vucevic, who was their starting center last season, or starting, well, they kind of flexed him between power forward and center, but he was a starter uh, all last season. Now Vucevic at at the bench, in a bench role now, and they struggle to score. On offense, mm-hmm. only averaging 94 points per game, 28th in offensive rating, their last in true shooting percentages, and they're one of the few teams with a worse free throw percentage than the Hornets, and that's going to happen when you got Biz, Surge underneath, and then uh, Vucevic behind them, and a few wings who struggle to shoot free throws as well. So scoring an issue, you're already seeing rumors swirling around the Magic organization that they will be looking for shooting in the trade market. And so when you have those rumors starting to swirl around, and from reputable sources, those things come from somewhere. So when you talk about this team being a mess, there definitely is some turmoil in terms of the roster construction because the Magic, this was not a team that was really in a transitional year. I mean, they made these moves in order to become Super a better weird. basketball team and actually compete in the Eastern Conference. Not working out that way so far. Again, record 10-13, and 13, not the start uh, they wanted. Uh, when they have when they have gotten victories, David, it's often been a balanced offensive attack. The Magic are eight and four when five or more of their players score in double figures, taking away one or two offensive options. I think is going to be key for the Hornets, especially on the wings. Uh, you've got Evan Fournier there uh, and DJ Augustine, who I want to talk about in a second. Oh my God, former Bobcat revenge game expert. <laughs> you know what happens. You we know, know what happens. happens. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely profile that here in a second. But yeah, and limiting their bench scoring because they don't they don't get a ton of production off the bench other than Nikola Vucevic. It actually benefits the Hornets because Vucevic has been a problem for the Hornets over the years, and you know having him on the bench I think will actually benefit the Hornets because they can sort of focus in their attack on Vucevic instead of having to worry about uh, some of the other threats that they have there on the bench. Yeah, and Alfred Payton at the point, right? I mean, you would really think that Kemba could probably go to work on him. I mean, that would be my that would be my take, Doug. I don't know about you. Oh, I think so. I mean, I think that Kemba's certainly a more skilled player, um, and yeah. and is the year he's having. I don't think there's any question that uh, that will definitely be a point of attack for the Hornets. Certainly a matchup to watch. Uh, one matchup that I have on my radar as well is. Marvin Williams just returned, scored 12 and 5 the other night against Detroit. Great return. Uh, but he'll be going up against Serge Ibaka. And if you don't know, I mean, I think a lot of people think of Serge Ibaka and his time with the Oklahoma City Thunder, and they think about Sergi Blaka because that's such a great name. Um, but Ibaka has been a primary scoring threat inside and out. In the Magic's biggest wins this season, He's been their primary scorer. He scores 17.6 in victories and 11.7 in losses. He set a career high in points uh, against the Oklahoma City Thunder with 31 this season for the Magic. He's more of an outside threat than he's ever been. He's shooting nearly 40% on the year from beyond the arc. Um, And a quick note on Marvin Williams and his return. He needs only two more three-pointers in this game to tie Baron Davis for eighth all-time in made threes in franchise history. So Marvin has has something to shoot for in this game, trying to pass yeah. uh, B. Diddy. Let's do it, Marv. All right, let's what else? Out early. Uh, so w- let's talk about – well, actually, let me, l- let me go over the betting lines for this game. 
No. We don't do this enough. We don't talk about we don't talk about money enough on this show. Our friends at betdsi.com are giving the Magic seven points in this one, David. Over and under of 200 and a half. Are you taking either of those? D. D money. Uh, hit me with those again. The Let magic. Are, <laughs> the magic are getting. <laughs> well, listen. When no, it's your totally, money, it's, totally when it's your money, out. you want to take this stuff seriously. You want to know. I totally spaced out. They are. They're, the betdsi.com giving the magic seven points over and mm. under of two hundred and a half. Over under two hundred and a half. I mean, they have trouble scoring. I might go with the under on that. I, I my, my 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 betting muscles are are stiff. They, I need to flex them out, but. I would probably take the under well, based listen, on what the Hornets did last last night and, and the Orlando difficulty scoring. I don't know. I like it. I, I think, listen, if you want to flex uh, your betting muscle, David, or yeah, if, if, yeah. if you out there, you want to flex your betting muscle, if you're ready to get into the action, got to tell you about betting on BetDSI.com. They've been in business for over 20 years. It's a safe place to bet, and I can tell you that because I play there, BetDSI.com has a great basketball special just for you. Sign up today and get $10 free to try their service. And they're offering a 100% bonus on your first deposit. That's free money. BetDSI has great customer service, and they pay out winnings fast and easy. There are hundreds of football and basketball wagers to choose from. They've got soccer. They've got USC. really got everything. Also... Live in-game wagering on football, basketball, and other major sporting events so you can play along. You can play virtually everything at BetDSI.com. Head over to BetDSI.com right now. That's BetDSI.com. And use our promo code HORNETS10 to get your free wager and start banking some cash today. Don't take don't take our betting advice though. That's very unprofessional. No, no, betting take it. advice. That was a stone cold lead pipe lock. <laughs> that was free. That was free. Seven points. Uh, that's a lot. That's a lot of points. So, so that's a, the that's the a, Hornets a, are a heavy heavy favorite tonight. Hey, that's a big basketball number. And as Steve Sanders always said on Night to Know, basketball is a sucker's bet. But get in there and bet some. <laughs> what? If- you have he, to enlighten me. Why did Steve Sanders say that basketball was a sucker's bet? So Brandon had a bit of a gambling problem uh, senior year. Bit got of a gambling problem. With, but got in deep with Duke, the bookie, uh, <laughs> that Matt turned him on to. And so, you know, went in deep on some NBA basketball. Got up. Got bit up big, Doug. Was feeling really good, riding uh-huh. high. Yeah. And then just, then just you know, hit a, hit a rough streak. Um, As we so, all do. That's bound to happen, Brando. In a very special episode. Um, why? So Nat turned him onto a bookie. See, I always envisioned Nat as his father figure. He got he got Brandon in trouble. Well, I don't want to spoil anything for you, but uh, he bailed him out. So he came back. He came back around. And don't don't you think Brandon didn't learn his lesson, Doug? He always does. He always does. Uh, okay, let's talk about the revenge game aspect of this uh, game coming up tonight. The Orlando Magic visiting the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, for a couple of former Bobcats slash Hornets on this uh, Orlando roster, DJ Augustine and Bismack Biombo. Since 2014, David, these two individuals mm-hmm. are 8-2 and two against the Hornets. That's insane. I mean, DJ... And they played he, for I, various teams. <laughs> Be honest... Did you know uh, that DJ Augustine was on the Magic uh, two weeks ago? Yes. 
Okay, but I but I but I am a you know I'm a nerd. Nerd. Yeah. I'm just glad we're still we're we're into December and I'm still hearing names that I was like, oh yeah. Not only is he still in the league, but he's he's on this 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 team. The Hornets are getting ready to play. All right, David, I got to sit down for this one because I got to read some numbers from DJ Still. Augustine. All right, these are point totals, recent point totals. DJ Augustine versus the Charlotte Hornets, uh, March nineteenth, twenty four points. Mm-hmm. That was 2016. He's also scored 28 back in 2014, 20 back in 2014. In serious minutes, 18, 16, 17. These are way above DJ Augustine averages. Yes. No no nerd needed for that analysis. And Bismack Biombo, not not big on the point totals against uh, the Hornets with the Raptors last season, but block totals in his first game. Back to Charlotte, it was a loss, but he had seven blocks. And then he totaled four blocks in the next game and then three blocks. So, you know, he's, I think he said in an article that this is just another business trip, a business oh. trip. Oh. But um, I think he, t- I think secretly he still always wants to stick it to the original team. Is there someone really asking him about this? As a, yeah. <laughs> about, wow. Totally. Listen, okay. man. Okay. Okay. Beat writer, right. beat writer got a beat. That's true. Um, well, good for Biz. I mean, I will say, anytime you, I mean, you got Bismack and you've got uh, Serge Ibaka. I mean, they're still really long, athletic guys, right? So, the Hornets are, are going to have to be conscientious of the boards again. Something they again, they got beat on the boards against the Pistons, but I thought they did a better job when you've got a, a glass eater like uh, like Andre Drummond out there. You, you do your best, so. They're going to have to fight to keep those guys off the boards, I think. And you're right on on uh, on, on Serge. He, he's, he's sneaky, sneaky scoring ability there. But we are not the Thunder. I mean, we're, they're not playing the Thunder tonight. So that was his revenge game. And I don't think Biz has that type of uh, offensive firepower still to this day. No, but no, no offensive firepower. And, and that goes for a lot of Magic players. But the Magic are, are still very good at defense, specifically switching on defense. I found this. According to Josh Cohen, he's a writer for Magic.com. Over the last 15 games, the Magic opponents are shooting just 54.6% within five feet of the basket. That's fourth best in the NBA. Also during this stretch, opponents are averaging just 11.2 shot attempts from 20 to 24 feet out. That's the fewest in the league. And Josh is attributing to that their ability to switch. So Serge switching on to smaller guards, he can do it. And then Evan Fournier, uh, DJ Augustine, Alfred Payton, and Alfred Payton's big, but pretty big dude for a point guard. They yeah. can they can hold their own against some bigs. And when you're talking about the Hornets, the Hornets don't have, other than Roy Hibbert off the bench, they don't have massive bigs. I mean, mm-hmm. Cody Zeller's stronger this year, but still... You know, height-wise, yes, they've got a ton of seven-footers, but in terms of beef, they're a little lacking. So (laughs) I'm interested because, you know, I I look back at that Detroit game, David, and the Cody Zeller roll-man game was so prominent in that game, especially Mm -hmm. at the beginning. I felt like the first six plays were run for Cody Zeller going towards the rim and, and probably to try to expose Andre Drummond's quickness or lack thereof and Cody Zeller's quickness and ability to get to the rim don't know if they're going to be able to do that against the magic because uh, Bismack has the quickness 
Serge has a great help defense abilities and mm-hmm. and Vucevic not not fleet of foot but it's huge, yeah so that it, yeah. that could be that could be something that the magic take away from this game they may have to look for something else could be a bigger role for Marvin in this game yeah and how about the you know we talk about all these Kimba drives and, and finishes underneath which he was able to do again against Detroit he's done it all year but like these guys are about as long as you're gonna see from from the the post interior defense, just as far as like across the board, you know, so there, he, to get by them and, and up and under them, um, he's going to have to be extra quick. I, you, you think he might have an, an advantage against biz perhaps just knowing him a little bit, but uh, that's going to be challenging as well. I mean, I think you got to think if the Hornets can score, the shooting has been the issue lately, especially at home. Right. So maybe they can start to hit some shots from the outside. That would certainly help things. And I think that would be a big key and in, in getting out, jumping on the magic early. If they can just knock down a few shots, if they can get some scoring without having to go to Marco on the bench to get them going, um, that would be huge. Yeah, I think the, if the Hornets score over 100 points, they win this game. Yeah. Like for the magic yeah. to have any shot in this game, they've got to keep the Hornets under 100. So, yes, I, I think you're right. If the, if the Hornets can knock down their outside shots, they've got a really good chance of taking this one home. One more note from me. On the Hornets side, I think they're going to be looking at Nick Batum. He's got a matchup against Evan Fournier, little French national team battle. They know one another. They're familiar with one another's game. Uh, they're going to look for Nick Batum to keep up his double-double streak. It's now at three. That's a career high, and he has some insane rebounding numbers to thank for that. He's got two straight games now with 15 rebounds, and I don't think that Evan Fournier's going to really help keep him out of the pain and off the boards. So uh, nah. he's, he's making some fantasy owners very happy. I'm so yeah. happy. Like the old days. Did Fournier was he not was he not on that the last Olympic team? Uh, no, that was a big controversy around yeah, that French yeah. national team. Not That's to get into sort of French national uh, basketball <laughs> uh, inside poop here, but we we need to we need to we need to get some some you know our French music for when we d- deep dive into the national team. Right, but yeah, that was some big controversy leaving because Evan was trying to get his contract figured out with the Orlando mm-hmm. Magic. And the French national team uh, said, "We don't. If we don't want to wait on you, no, no, no. that's right, that's right." Because Nick got his tied up early. That mm-hmm. was a big discussion around that time, yeah. saying, "Well, we think we'll get it tied up early, so you can go play on the national team." Man, wow. that was uh, that right. was like our version of sort of like a um, investigative Discovery Channel reenactment of what happened between the French national team and Evan. That's exactly- <laughs> Dramatic reenactment. Uh, okay. We got oh so we got a clip to play. Um, this is from Locked On NBA. So Locked On NBA does this really cool thing where they have an anonymous coach, an anonymous scout, and an anonymous. I want to say it's like a general somebody in general management, and they they mm-hmm. come in and they speak very candidly and they speak very honestly about what's going on in the NBA because they are anonymous. Uh, so the, so uh, uh, Locked On NBA host David Locke had the coach on his latest show, and they talked about uh, a very familiar name, one Stephen J. Clifford. I wasn't going to go here right away, but you've brought it. We've led us to that. We'll get back to some of the things. There are two coaches out there that I think may be better than people give them credit for. We're talking indirectly about one of them, and I want to ask you about both of them. One is Dwayne Casey, who, um, you know, really, frankly, was coaching for his live his, his basketball life a few times 
um, yep. each, each last year, and I, I never quite understood why. Um, and then you know got criticized for oh they're so ISO, they're so this. They're, but frankly, he seems to get the most out of that team every time. And then the other guy who I think is maybe really really good is Steve Clifford. What's your thought on those two coaches? Both those guys are lifelong coaches. I mean, they. I mean. If, if you ask them what they are, they'd say they're coaches. Clifford, just once again, kind of a lifelong coach who's learned from a lot of good, you know, good people in a lot of good places. Um, you know, he's a Van Gundy guy and he's been around a lot of different people. And I, you know what? I think Charlotte does better than anything. I think they're, they're great at being simple. I, you know, if you watch them, you know, you're not going to, you know, see anything that's like, Oh my goodness, that's innovative and that's creative. But but when you sit and really watch them, they are so good at at, at so many things. You know, it's not like they're just good at one thing or creative at one thing. You know, they're solid defensively. They're they're solid offensively. They've got some shooters. They've got some attackers. Um, you know, it's just been it's kind of interesting to 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 watch them play. And once again, part of coaching is playing to your players' strengths. Correct. So I think uh, you know Steve has done a great job of that. So, David, again, that's Locked On NBA with host David Locke. You want to check that out, go to iTunes, search Locked On NBA. It was a great uh, full podcast, so go and listen to uh, – I believe he broke it up into a two-parter, so go listen to both parts. But it's things we've heard before, David, but it's good to hear them voiced uh, by national voices. Uh, Steve Clifford – finding ways to allow guys to do what they feel is is their strength on the basketball court. He doesn't often put players in positions they can't handle, and he's focused on balanced play across the board. Yeah, it's a lot of the stuff that we've seen and we've talked about. And you're right, it's kind of cool to hear people seeing that now. Um, and, and you, I mean, again, I just think people look at this roster from the outside and they're like, how is this, you know, how is this happening? <laughs> how is he having this success? Mm-hmm. success? And the big thing is, especially on the defensive end, right, Doug? I mean, look who he's brought in and the teams that he's been able to have in the top 10 in defense, like every year. You've had teams featuring Jeremy Lin, uh, certainly Al Jefferson. Teams I mean, without Kimball- Michael Kidd Gilchrist, I mean, exactly. due to injury? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, and none of these guys, I mean, I mean, Kemba, even to his credit, you know, he's just got certain limitations with his size, but he works his butt off on defense. I mean, no one's going to mistake him for like, uh, you know, a, a Tony Allen or anything like that. But they they all work hard and they all know what they're doing. And I think uh, it goes back to a point that uh, Mr. Anonymous said there that, you know, they keep things simple and he coaches to the player's strengths, which is something we've talked about a lot. So, yeah, I mean, Clifford's just uh, he's fantastic. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't think we probably sing his praises more than anyone around here. Uh, and for good reason for, you know, when he came in, the difference he made, the culture they have established, we say that all the time. I'm sure you guys are sick of hearing of it, but, you know, get used to it. Well, so I think the key to all of this, though, is that he has clear expectations of what winning basketball is, and he is honest about those expectations, and he's honest about the way that he executes that plan. And I think it's an issue uh, that we saw, we've seen um, be an issue for coaches on several NBA teams. I'm thinking specifically, of course, the guy I like to pick on, um, Byron Scott in Los Angeles, but also, and now I'm blanking on his name, but the coach in Chicago, um, Hoiberg. Hoiberg had some, thank you, had some issues with Jimmy Butler early on because mm-hmm. Hoiberg said, okay, I'm going to do this. And then for for one reason or another, it didn't happen. 
and it kind of left Jimmy Butler out in the cold a little bit, and so there was some tension early on. You're, you don't see that same kind of star coach tension. I mean, it's so it's crazy how on the same page Steve Clifford is with Kemba Walker, with Michael Kidd Gilchrist, and these are you know these aren't robots. I mean, these are players that have egos, and and Kemba Walker's won a national championship and really won that national championship. You know, basically dragging UConn behind him. So yeah. you know, it's it, this is not you know this is they aren't pre-programming these uh, players like hosts on Westworld. No, this these are these are human beings that Clifford has been able to reach, and I think it all comes back to clear expectations. And again, he has that resume of working with the Van Gundys, of of being on teams that have had playoff success, and they believe in that. And it reminds me, or it reminded me, right before the show, I pulled this from Steve Clifford's last press conference after that Detroit win. Um, he wa- he sort of laid out in very clear fashion his philosophy about Charlotte Hornets basketball and about what wins in the NBA. Let's take a listen. Look, there's certain things you can, if you don't score fast break points in our league, it's not that big a deal. Mm-hmm. Offensive rebounding, if you don't offensive rebound, it's not that big a deal. Mm-hmm. You can't turn the ball over, you can't get crushed, you can't give up offensive rebounds, and uh, you can't foul. You can't be losing a foul game every night. You know, and you just, th- those are things that you're going to lose. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that, isn't that insane? That those are like three of the main points that they excel at almost every year. Right. And it's because <laughs> he has a plan. He has expectations. They are clearly uh, uh, stated and mm-hmm. and they go out and execute them. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, when as just as human beings, I feel like when when your boss lays out a project and says, OK, we're going to do A, B and C, go. And, and then along that process stays with those three goals in mind, you, you have a much easier opportunity to succeed than if in the middle, if things start to go wrong in the project in the middle, he goes, all right, ditch B, we're going to do uh, C instead, and we're going to add D. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, adding those different elements in the middle of things, it mucks everything up. And, and instead, Clifford has spent a lifetime coaching in the NBA and figuring out what wins in the NBA and is now saying, mm-hmm. okay, we're going to do these three things. We're going to do them very well, and we're going to go win basketball games. I, I, think it's, I think it's very interesting. And think about some of the veteran guys that have come in and that have seen other coaches. I mean, Jeremy Lin couldn't have said more nice things about Clifford when, even when he left. Uh, Al Jefferson, the same thing, right? I mean, really enjoyed his time here. Kimba, certainly, obviously, clearly, there's a connection there. Uh, and Kimba, what did he what did he have before Clifford? Like three different coaches in three years. Um, mm-hmm. You know, his first couple of years in the league, right? So, uh, yeah, I think. And then you know, Batum, same thing. I mean, he had, and he had pretty good coaches in Portland as well. So, I think he's a professional coach. They obviously learned a lot from the Van Gundys, um, and he's also got put together a good staff. I mean, it doesn't hurt having Patrick Ewing and those guys over there as well. So, yeah, I mean, Clifford has done a good job here. That's it's. You don't often think about him as maybe the best, um, you know, the best pickup this team's made, but it's hard to argue, right? I mean, just as important as he's been. I mean, certainly the players are always going to be key, but hey, I mean, that was a big key in turning this thing around. And I think he has slightly shifted the definition of players coach, or at least there is a players coach and then there's a players coach A definition where. 
you don't look at Steve Clifford and go, he's the kind of guy who's going to buddy up with Kimball Walker or buddy up with Frank Kaminsky mm-hmm. and 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 really like yuck it up in the locker room. I just don't. I don't. I mean, I'm sure he's he's fine and a personable person, but I, I just don't see that happening in the same way that maybe uh, uh, one like a younger coach like a, a, a Tyron Lou or something would do, but. He's a player's coach in the sense that, again, he sits you down and says, I've studied your game. I know what makes you successful, and I bet I bet we agree on what makes you successful. Here's how I'm going to – here's how our style of basketball is going to make you more successful. Your stats are going to go up, and the team's going to win. And, and just that ability to connect with someone and understand what they want – and again, it's a credit. We we say this too often that it's a credit to the general management that they're able to find players because some yeah. players don't respond to that at all. I mean, everybody has different things that they respond to, and but they go out and they find those players that match uh, and and give Steve Clifford the opportunity to connect with them, and then and then he knocks it. He's knocked it out of the park so far with with one kind of uh, pretty clear exception, but. Even even then, there wasn't the strife, though, right? No. You're talking about with Lance. I mean, yeah. it, it was an, it was a disaster <laughs> on the floor, and and I guess pretty much everywhere else. But there was never like you yeah. know a locker room blow up or some big to do on the court, certainly or not. And I mean, I think he's straight with these guys, right? I mean, he said in that press conference last week, like if you play well, I'll tell you. If you're playing okay, I'll tell you you're okay. And that's, I mean, you know, in any walk of life, in any job, I think that's all you can ask for from boss or manager or whatever. Like, tell me straight and keep, let me know where I stand, right? And that's pretty clear that 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 he does that. Establishing these playing groups, guys know what to expect, and um, I'm sure they can always go to him for direct feedback. We're out of time, David, but we we do we got a question from Keith. I we can't answer it right now, but I want to I want to oh. read it and I want to answer it over. I want to think about it over the weekend because this is a good one, and we'll we'll start to, we'll tease this for next week. Okay, I want to mull this over. This is the question from Keith. Once LeBron James retires or really wears down, what would your quote all in unquote trade be to try to get a player? that would put the Charlotte Hornets in contention for the number one spot in the East. So Keith is asking, once LBJ fades away and, and stops you know, dominating the Eastern Conference and the Cleveland Cavaliers maybe start to uh, come back to the pack a little bit, what would the all-in trade be to go out and get a, a number one uh, piece? So it's a very uh-huh. it's a very interesting question with some cool like we could have fun with it um, get get the trade machine out and I want uh, you out there listening I want you to, to to let us know at locked on hornets or buzz buzz at lockedonhornets.com let us know what you think what would the all in trade be get on ESPN and get on the little trade machine deal figure it out and let us know tweet us at locked on hornets and Keith I promise we're going to answer that next week I'm folding this up this question I'm putting it in my pocket and I never change pants, so don't worry. Um, I've been wearing these pants for 20 years. Uh, thanks, <laughs> David can vouch. He smelled. Uh, thanks for listening to Locked On Hornets here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks again to our sponsor for this episode, BetDSI.com. Use the promo code HORNETS10 to get that special offer. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. Subscribe to us on iTunes while you're there. Give us a five-star review and help hardcore Hornets fans like yourself find this podcast. And as always, shoot us your Hornets questions and thoughts to buzzbuzz at LockedOnHornets.com. We're back again next week with all kinds of information, including a recap of this weekend's action. For David, I'm Doug. 
Go Hornets. Go America. Beat the magic. Let's swarm Charlotte. So what if I like to stay up late and watch TV? Don't blame it on caffeine and then go to Coke and Pepsi. Napa know how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17